Hi, it's Bill Barol, and this is an update on the next season of Home, Stories from L.A. One of the very first reviews I got for this series, back in October of 2015, was on Dan Lizette's excellent show, The Podcast Digest. It was a roundup episode. Dan and his guest, Rob McGinley Myers of the Anxious Machine podcast, were talking about new shows they liked, and one of them was this one, which had premiered just a couple of weeks before. Early good reviews are like oxygen. I remember listening to that episode of the Podcast Digest sitting in my wife's car in the parking lot of a gas station outside Palm Springs. And it was incredibly gratifying and validating that these guys I didn't even know, I've since met Dan and I hope to meet Rob someday, anyway, that these guys I didn't then know had plucked my show out of the air, out of that welter of new podcasts circling the ether, and had liked it enough to talk about it. And they were very generous. They really only expressed one reservation about it. Rob said something to the effect that the show had high production values, and he didn't know how I was going to be able to keep them up, producing a new episode by myself every two weeks. Yes, okay, this is a humble brag. Moving on. Anyway, the point is, the show was then less than a month old, I'd only released two episodes, I was on the verge of releasing the third, and I remember thinking, I appreciate their concern, but I got this. Was it hard work? Sure. But this was the fall. I'd been reporting and interviewing since the summer. I had a nice backlog of stuff to draw on, and I thought, well, I'll be fine. I anticipated a schedule where I'd do seasons of six episodes, posting a new one every two weeks, followed by a six-week break, and repeat. That seemed doable. And it has been, more or less. It's been essentially the schedule I've kept to for more than a year. As time went on, though, and I drew down that initial backlog of reporting, and then burned through more, and in addition to producing the show, started to put more of my time into publicity and marketing, which I'm the first to admit I'm pretty lousy at, I began to envy the podcasts that had big, sumptuous staffs listed in their closing credits. I began to develop some appreciation for what all those people do. Producers, editors, writers, researchers, musicians. And why more is better. It was an obvious lesson, but what can I say? Sometimes the obvious lessons are learned the hard way. At the podcast conference Podcast Movement in Chicago last summer, I sat in the audience for a panel and heard the producers of a well-known show talk about what a high percentage of preliminary story ideas they ended up killing because they just weren't good enough. And they had the luxury, relatively speaking, of a big staff generating a broad flow of potential episodes. I remember thinking, yes, that's exactly right. Don't do stories that aren't good enough. Don't get into a position where you have no choice but to do a story that isn't good enough because you haven't had the resources to develop a variety of stories or potential stories that are. Fortunately, I haven't had to so far, although, honestly, it's been a pretty close call sometimes. And don't get me wrong, I like being a one-man band. I like the autonomy. And do lots of people do all kinds of shows with staffs of one? Of course they do. But for me, at least, there's a basic question of math. A big staff is better. More hands on the product is better. But 
I haven't got more hands, so something else has to give. Time. As this podcast prepares for its fifth season, I'm slowing down the pace of production to make the effort more sustainable over the long term. Will this cost me some momentum in the process of building an audience for the show? It could, I guess. But in the spirit of full disclosure, the upward trajectory in Holmes' listenership has started to flatten a little bit anyway. This may be more inside baseball than you care about, but a podcast is a conversation between its producer and its listeners, and it's in that spirit that I wanted to share with you some background information about how the show is doing, and also to explain to you why this between-seasons hiatus has been somewhat longer than the previous ones. Oh, also, my wife and I went to South Africa for a few weeks in there. It was incredible. If you have the chance, you really should go. But I digress. Other stuff. I'm going to be handing off some of the publicity and social media chores for the show. Those things have never been my strong suit, and my hope is that by offloading some of that work to the right person, I can make more time to do what I do best, which is actually produce the thing. All I have to do is find the right person. If you're a social media wizard, by the way, or no one, drop me a note via the website at homestories.la. I'd like to hear from you. So that's where the show sits now, in late February of 2017. Season 5 is coming this spring. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I also have an idea for a new podcast, a long-form, single-topic project, one that I think would benefit from sponsorship, might not even be possible without it, really, and also a place in a constellation of like-minded shows. So if you're a sponsor or a podcast network and you'd like to get in on the ground floor, get in touch for more information. Again, you can reach me through the website at homestories.la. And whoever you are, if you're listening to this, you're a friend of the podcast, and I'm grateful for your support. It's been an excellent year plus, and the best is yet to come. I'll see you soon for more stories about what we mean when we talk about home.